Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer. Tune in fortnightly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. And here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. We are episode seven and I am really, really excited. I know I say that every week actually, don't I? I say I'm excited every week about my guests. But this week I have met this amazing lady and I literally, I think this is probably only about the second or third time I've spoken to this lady. And she is one of those women who I feel like I've known all my life, which is pretty awesome, I think. So listen, let me tell you who I've got with me today. I've got a lady called Donna Elliott. Now she is the co-founder of Now Is Your Time. I love this, Donna. I love this. You are uh, saying that this is a new movement, which I just adore. So tell me about Now Is Your Time. And we're going to find out all about you as well. So what about this? Thank you, Jules. Well, good morning. It's an absolute privilege to be here speaking with you today. And as you say, it's reciprocated. I also feel like we have known each other for years. So this is quite bizarre. Um, so now is your time for me is very much a movement. I've co-founded this um, organization, I guess, with um, one of my, a lady who was a best friend and somebody I've worked with for years, a lady called Cheryl Lee. And for us, now is your time is all about us helping people to be free from their stories, to be free, free from those burdens of um, self-doubt or guilt or lack of confidence, to really step into a bigger life, to step into their purpose of whatever that really means for them. And they might not know what that is right now, yeah. but the program is the journey of helping them understand what is their story, what are all those things that really formed them as a person, and what does that vision of where they want to get to look like, and we help walk them through that process. So we're really, really excited, and obviously that's a very personal journey for us. We're dealing with it very much from a personal level of, as two women in our mid-40s of you'll bring into that all of the life lessons that we have learned and really trying to impart that and share that with people because we've done a lot of the work so we can help to fast forward people through some of those processes and really take them to the, um, the exercises and through the thought process that will get them to that end goal if they're really willing to put the work in on a personal level. So yes, exciting times. Oh, it sounds really exciting. It sounds amazing. And I think, you know, the thing about this is it's such a big subject for me. So when we were first talking and we said, right, come on, let's, you know, come on the podcast with me, Donna, let's, let's chat. Um, we looked at some different subjects that we could talk about. It's really important when I do my podcast that this feels like a human conversation because that's the title of it, right? <laughs> so, um, one of the things that you came up with was the whole you. And I really liked that because I think as entrepreneurs, and as you rightly say, men, you are absolutely invited into this. Mm -hmm. But I think very much so we speak to women a lot. Mm -hmm. That whole you piece as an entrepreneur is, is huge. For yeah. me personally, I'm you know, a little bit of vulnerability here. I will share. I work, 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 work. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a problem in many ways because I don't give myself enough me time. I am not kind enough to myself. Mm. You know, so it's that you, you talked about having this whole holistic view of yeah. success and happiness. Tell me more about what that means to you. Well, firstly, thank you for being vulnerable and opening up and sharing that because I think that's really important to people who are listening because any woman I know will identify with that. And I think, and again, there are some men that fall into this category, but I think it's a particular thing for us women. We want to look like we have it all going on, yeah? And I know for myself, I've worked in 20 odd years in large scale corporate roles in, you know, with leadership of people and high impact customer roles where you are just on call all of the time and um you you just you're going right you're going all the time your brain's going you're feeding the kids whilst checking out your i was gonna say blackberry there i'm sure my age checking out mobile you know whilst um writing a list of what needs to be got at the shops and da, 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 da. and then really i had clarity about this on a personal level probably about 12 15 years ago i was going through a really difficult divorce i realized that my health was let's just say stretched I very much was just working, working, working to cover up everything else and thinking I need money, I need to get through this, this is an awful time. And everything else was kind of going to rack and ruin. Relationships with my friends and family were falling by the wayside because it was almost like I couldn't, um, my head didn't have space to deal with everything that was going on, so I'd fling myself into work. And I did a lot of work myself to understand what those priorities are for me. And the reason that I'm talking about this today is that I've spent the last few months really researching with a lot of women from all different backgrounds, Jules, you know, from women who are, you know, real homemakers, look after their kids full time, to women who are um, board level strategists for global organizations. And actually when I go through with these women, I'm asking them, how do you feel about your balance? How do you feel about your work? How do you... All these women are, are like, no, you know, it's good, I've got balance, da, 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 da. okay. How much time do you spend on you? Oh, no, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and for me, that's the real essence of this, because to have a life that is in balance and to have, you know, high scores almost in all of those boxes, and those boxes for me would be, you know, how's my health looking? Do I spend time, you know, working out? Do I spend time really, you know, exercise, whether that's just walking, doing something that really benefits my health? Do I spend time on my wealth as a woman as you know do I spend time really understanding what are my wealth goals in terms of what am I saving for do, am I really looking after my pensions am I very consciously doing that what about my spirit am I spending time meditating am I spending time in my religious zone you know if I'm do I want to go to church do I make time for that and then the other thing is you know your relationship bubble so these these headings can be whatever you want but it's almost like a scorecard if you're from a corporate background yeah what's my scorecard if I look at that almost like the dashboard of a car are all my levels right how's my oil how's my temperature how's my speedometer and usually the foot is to the floor on the speedometer of work and, and then we'll try to be superwoman for everybody else and give, 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 give. Um, but usually the barometer tends to start feeling when we look at our own health and do we spend time, um, you know, meditating and, and create time for us to do that? Do we spend an hour a day just walking on the beach because that's what makes us feel like our soul's being lifted? No. And I remember Terry Hatcher wrote a book years ago called Burned Toast. And it's just all about the fact that, you know, 
everybody else's breakfast will be lovely or whatever, but if there's a bit of burnt toast, you're the one that eats it, right? You'll eat the cinders and the ashes. <laughs> and, as a, and as a woman, it's in our DNA to always put other people first because actually, from a psychology point of view, what makes us feel good about ourselves is helping other people to feel good. And while that's lovely, while that gives us a sense of self-worth, actually that can be quite detrimental to us. Oh, to I totally agree. And I, I love the car analogy. My car would be probably broken down most of the time, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, but I love this and I think you're so right. And I think the other thing we do, um, we want to make sure the world thinks we're okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. You've got to have it all. It's kind of like a really crazy Stepford Wives thing, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, you know, we want people to think that we are okay. And that's your default, isn't it? If somebody asks you, hi, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, great, fine. You were, I used to come in this, I would shut the door to this house, you know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and literally then crumble to the floor. But everybody else thought everything was fine. Why do we do that to ourselves? Well, I th everybody in tears in the schoolyard, but why... You know, we need, if we would just sometimes have a little bit more honesty and go, you know, I'm, I'm not actually having a great day today. Have you got time for a coffee? Most people would make time for you, right? But we don't. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, I think we've got better at it, if I'm really honest, because when I ran Truly Madly Baby, my first business, which was my Dragon's Den business, um, that was 2005 to 2008. Now, you know, that was the time when, you know, I had to go out into the world as, as this perfect woman, mm -hmm. you know, because um, I was this role model. I'd been on the telly. Mm -hmm. I used to get emails saying, you know, I, I want to be like you. Mm -hmm. Seriously, it was an awful lot of pressure for me, pressure, you know, yeah. to actually yeah. not crumble, to actually say, yeah, I am fine. Everything's good. And yes, you can have this and I'm going to help you with this and I'm going to give you this. And in 2008, when I lost everything, then I realized actually how close I was mm -hmm. to complete and utter burnout. Yeah. You know? And yeah. yet I hadn't allowed myself at any point to say, Jules, how are you? You know, yeah. it, that, that wasn't even in, in, you know, the menu, on the menu, as it were. Yeah. Now, the problem with me now, Donna, is um, I'm not as intense as that. Mm -hmm. It's not perhaps as high profile as it was back then. However, my work ethic means yeah. all I do is work, drive, drive, work, work, drive, success, success. And yeah. actually, I've got scorecard that is not balanced. The relevance. Yeah. And, and a couple of things for that for me. One is that that is totally normal. You are probably like 99% of, you know, strong female entrepreneurs who are the breadwinners out there these days because let's face it that's changed massively in the last 15 20 years there are many more women now especially in the circles that we go around in right where they are the breadwinners so the pressure is on them again yeah. uh, and i think for me two things really stand out is that i remember many years ago a fantastic financial advisor I had over when I lived in Liverpool in the northwest and I, and I remember saying Robbie you know I can't stop I've got to go and I've got to work and I've got to da, 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 da. and he went right okay hon if you were a machine that printed out in the corner of a room the amount of money that you earn in a year how much insurance would you give that machine how well would you oil it feed it look after it have a chat to it every day and I went god I'd love that machine you went but you are the machine and yet you absolutely ignore all the self-care because when you draw who's going to be who's going to be looking after the family then yeah. and that really he said that was 20 years ago or something thinking about it that really resonated with me of like 
actually what happens? Who who is the caregiver and the financial, you know, stronghold of the family if I if I go, you know? So that 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 really hit me. And then the other thing is there's a, there's a guy called Ken Blanchard. If anybody hasn't read his books, they're great. You can read them like in a couple of hours. Um, he's a great guru about leadership. And what one of his quotes is, I go I go faster when I go slower. Yes. So when you are just doing, yeah, and it can, and I'm not saying it's not productive stuff, but you just do, 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 do. You're not really taking time to think, to be strategic, to really assess, is this working? How do I need to spend my energy today? And again, most of the really successful entrepreneurs that I speak to make sure that they have that in check and they take time and actually end up working three or four days a week yeah. because they're investing the time really wisely rather than being busy and you know we create our own perfect environments so the busier we get the crazier life gets and the lists get longer and it's almost like then we tell ourselves well we can't stop because we're really busy and then and then you don't you know what I mean so it's like it's like a vicious circle of us not really stopping and taking stock and if you look at you know there is there is only 24 hours in a day and there are only seven days in a week how are you going to spend that time and with a lot of people that I speak to the really sad thing is when I ask them what their priorities are their priorities are their family when I ask them how they spend the percentages of their time the family actually is way down that list now some of that I get right some of that is most people have you know eight to ten hours a day of work and so some of it is about quality so why when you're with your family are you checking out your emails and doing this and doing that and then trying to make sure that the work thing is okay. And again, with women, sometimes that comes down to an esteem thing, that they're worried about what people think of them and they have to be logged on late and the first to send an email. But then again, I think if your head was in the right space, if your priorities were aligned okay and you were feeling okay within yourself and your worthiness to have that job, you wouldn't worry quite so much about what other people think about you. I think, so, I think as well, Donna, there's another thing for me is I spent so many years in the corporate world and you'll recognize this because you're from that corporate background. And when I was in corporate, we worked obviously a nine to five kind of scenario. It was, it was a lot more, obviously you and I know that. But when I'm at home working as an entrepreneur, if at 11 o'clock I say, I'm going to go and take my dogs for a walk, I have this enormous pang of guilt just suddenly come all over my body and this sounds so strange I know but it's that kind of oh but but I should be working I can't go out it's not lunch hour yet and and it's so bizarre because I don't need to be that way anymore but it's almost like I'm programmed yeah and I I call that your shooting all over yourself. Yeah, I know, like I know. That you hit. And yet you don't hit yourself with the same stick, which, lady, I know you do this. At 11 o'clock at night, you're sending work emails. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's got to be balance. So I have this other thing that I say to my sister all the time. I say, do it with a happy heart or don't do it at all. So if you're going to do something, just make it a conscious decision and give yourself permission to be okay with that decision. Yeah? Yeah. And, 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 and like you said, that the reason is that you are giving yourself such a hard time is that's what 30 years of us having this, you know, ingrained tape in our head of saying, you know, you must work, you must work, you must work, you know, da, 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 and it's over and over and over. And if you just recognize that that's what you're seeing yourself, replace it with a new tape. So it's like, I absolutely am, I have permission to go and do this and enjoy this hour. And mm-hmm. I'm not 
and go and do it. And it feels, it feels so against the grain at first, but it's like anything, you're creating a new habit and it will feel uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't like, we go back to our, we go back into our box, right? We retreat back into what we know where we give ourselves a hard time. And you've got to ask yourself when you're giving yourself a hard time all the time about anything, whether it's taking the dog for a walk at 11 o'clock or I should have cooked it back in or I'm not a good wife, I haven't had the tea on the table perfectly, whatever, whatever these things are, this noise that you have in your head that gives you a headache listening to yourself. What is the payoff that you're getting for that? Because there is actually a payoff, whether it's a, almost a, God, I'm, I'm such a martyr, or that's not necessarily what you're seeing <laughs> at a conscious level, but there's this, you know, you fall into bed and I'm exhausted and it's, you know, I'm like, super woman and nobody thanks me for it. And <laughs> there is actually a payoff. And when you realize what that is, that you're kind of feeling sorry for yourself or you get to be your own hero for the day, but you're exhausted. Whatever it is, if you just sort of recognize that, have a little chuckle about it and go, okay, so who am I going to be tomorrow? And just start yeah. being in a different way. Yeah, so, so come on, let's, let's have some top tips because this mm. is such a great conversation. I know it's going to resonate with a huge amount of people listening. It certainly does with me. Um, and I know, obviously, with your new venture, you know, you're going to be this go-to person who's, who's going to create this, this place for me to go. You know, yeah. so, so give me, uh, you know, this is a big job for me. Let's, let's just put that out there. It's a big job for me to suddenly change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What are your top tips as to what I should start doing that's mm-hmm. going to really help me to give myself permission? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing for me that I think you have to do before you do anything is ask yourself with your whole heart and spirit, why am I making this change? Why is this change important? What will happen if I just keep going the way I am now? What, what is my driver for even wanting to have the conversation about making the change? Because some people come to me, Jules, and they talk about it, and I'm like, do you know what? You're not ready. They, they kind of want it on a conscious level, but deep down, they're quite happy in the pattern of life that they created for themselves. They think they should be more balanced. Yeah. That's- to thinking I need I want I feel like I need to be more in balance yeah because again you're doing it because you're telling yourself that you should I can't help you right yeah but the other thing I think Donna and, and sorry to just pop this in but I think it's quite important you can get to a point I think where this life of just doing all these work yeah. things um can feel right and safe and it can become that normal, mm-hmm. even though actually in your heart, and this is, this is good why you said what's really in your heart, you know, why do you really want to, yeah. to do this? But actually you can make this the norm and you can make it comfortable that actually you don't ever go out, you don't ever see anyone, all you do is work. You can make that a very comfortable place, but in your heart, and this is me talking actually, yeah. again, it's quite vulnerable this, this podcast, yeah. but in your heart you know that you are this vibrant person who loves being with people, who wants to go out and meet new people. You know, you know that. But it's almost that, I don't know if I can be bothered because this all feels okay and this is safe. Yeah. Yeah, you, that thing, you create your own perfect environment, so you believe your own bull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is scary to change and change is hard and we know that. And part of what I would do working with you is to literally call out. One of the things I'll say to you today is, before you've even decided that you want to make a change, 
tell me how you're going to stop yourself when you when it really gets tough because I want to know what you stopping yourself and self-sabotage looks like and we all know that we do that we go on a diet we start to feel a little bit better and then we start eating again yeah we're, we starve ourselves all week to fit into an outfit then it gets to Saturday night and you think eh open the wine and I'll have the chocolate <laughs> right great it's self-sabotage because then we beat ourselves up with a stick and then we say oh well we knew we weren't worthy in the first place we knew we couldn't do it and then this is what I'm saying about understanding where your head's at because then you are telling yourself and self-perpetuating all the bs that you told yourself about in the first place and then you get to be right I was right do you know what I mean (laughs) you were right and you're still unhappy and nothing has changed what do you want to do about it and I think that's the really powerful thing of having a coach or somebody that you buddy with outside, you know, to make this commitment and really kind of sign up to it because somebody needs to hold you accountable. Yeah. And it needs to be somebody who will tell you the truth. Like my husband, useless, gets to Saturday night and I'll say to him, don't let me have any crisps. And then five past seven, I'll say, go on then, open the crisps. And then you don't need somebody like my Neil. You need somebody who really will hold your feet to the flame. <laughs> first thing is absolutely what is your why so to give an example um you know for me a few years ago I really wanted to get my health in check um and it wasn't about when I sat and I was like I'm sick of not buying clothes that I can't you know fit into and bearing in mind I worked in the slimming organization years ago there is nothing that I don't know about self-sabotaging with weight (laughs) but it was it was deeper than that for me it was like I really wanted to be a mum and I was being told that I couldn't have a child. And for me, what I didn't want to do was go through IVF and everything and feel like I hadn't done everything I could do to get my body and my mind in the right place to go through this really rigorous, tough process of what it was going to have to go mm-hmm. through. So for me, again, that my why, that driver of I want to be in control was absolutely part of it. But for me, it was about that. I want to give my body the best chance of dealing with what I'm actually going to ask it to do now because it's telling me it doesn't want to do something and I'm asking it to do it anyway so I need to give it that respect it deserves so that might sound a little bit airy-fairy but for me and again it was a bit of a control the controllables I couldn't control the success of the outcome but I could damn well control what I did to give myself the optimum chance of getting the outcome that I wanted exactly and that and that's very powerful and that's an amazing why you know, I, I see that as a why. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think I know what my why is to kind of get more balance in my life. I, yeah. I know what it is in my heart. Yeah. But it's almost like I, I, I don't know whether, you know, I've got very, I've got very safe uh, and, I, and it is going to be difficult, I think, to make those changes. But I tell you something else about me that I think, again, will resonate with the audience. Mm-hmm. If I form a habit, I am amazing. Because I was a smoker for many years, as were many of my friends in the 80s. That was what we did. We went down the graveyard at school and we had our fags. Uh Um, And I smoked till I was 30 years old. And eventually we had Stoptober come, which was the cancer initiative in the October, which is every year now it happens. And I said, I'm going to do Stoptober this year. And I... 10 years I didn't smoke for 10 years not one single drag of a cigarette because I decided 
yeah. then I formed this habit after a while of not smoking, which meant I didn't even fancy a cigarette, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I literally woke up and stopped smoking, so it's cold turkey. Mm -hmm. Then um, my husband left, um, I went through that trauma. I started smoking again, which was just incredibly bizarre. I smoked yeah. for three years, and then I did Stoptober again six years ago. Now, I've not smoked since. So I know when I really want to do something and I, I have a target and a goal and I form it as a habit, mm -hmm. then actually there's no stopping me. I'm mm -hmm. pretty invincible. Mm -hmm. So if I know that about myself, you know, yeah. what's one of the first things that I could start doing to make this balance happen in my life, Donna? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a question for you. Yeah, well, and I think, and I, and I guess if we really talked about that, my guess would be that you had a really strong driver for wanting to give up smoking as well. Like you say, there would have been a real, there would have been a gut and heart and spirit reason, not just a head of, oh, I don't want to spend however much it is a day on a pack of cigarettes anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which is what people do. Um, so for me, I kind of like, I want to know the why. So if, if I want to make a change, the why has to be super important and the driver has to be there. Then I need to look at, well, what would that look like? So this is, I guess, when we practical, you know, people like to see something, right? So I do my lists. So I have my headings. So is it, you know, if I, if I draw it out on a piece of paper, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but from a, a spirit, a health, a wealth, a career and relationships, they are always my five top headers across my scorecard. And I rate myself in each of them. And then I just give myself one or maybe two objectives under each, okay? So don't give yourself 10 different things because that's what we do. And then we'll fail and we wonder why, right? Overwhelm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put so much in there that we've given up before we start. <laughs> I'll just put Jeremy Kyle on, it'll all be fine. Um, <laughs> you know, give yourself, and, and to do that for me, and again, this some people can find this tougher, but really sit and think about under that heading, what do I want my life to be in 12 months? So almost put yourself forward. It is now 12 months time. What does this look and feel and smell like? Really be in it, right? So what would be successful in my career or in my wealth? How much you know, do I want in the bank or what do I want to have paid off? In my health, how do I feel? What am I doing? What was my, you know, really kind of vis visualization is so important. Mm. And people sort of find that really hard to do. You just need to keep trying. It's like, and you know what I mean? Just sit there and be in it. And sometimes you sit there for five minutes and think nothing's happening. But just sit there and go, what does it look like? So what would it feel like? You know, if it's your for weight for so many women is a big thing. What does it look like when I get up on a morning? I pick out anything I want to wear and I, you know, how do I feel? And I've got to when I've exercised and I've meditated and I go to work and I, you know, what does that feel like? Start creating some excitement and energy around it. Cause I don't get excited by somebody who's giving me a goal. I have to really feel it in my gut and your gut is a good barometer of whether or not that's the right goal or whether you're just yeah. doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. yeah totally. Are you getting butterflies? Do you get goosebumps? Yeah. 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 And then put one thing down under each of those headings and then start to think, right. So, Habits are formed usually by the baby steps, Jules. You know, yeah. don't. So, January is my least favorite time. You know, I always say to people, don't make these crazy life changing. I'm going to lose five stone. I'm giving up smoking. I'm never drinking. I'm going to, you know, get a new job. And then everybody's back in their old stuff by probably the 15th of January because yeah. again, it was too much. 
out of all of those things that you've got, which is your area that is most out of kilter? So if it's just your relationships or your spirit, which is the, like the you time column, as I would call it, which for a lot of your women, I guess, will be, mm. what is one thing, one thing you can do today, tomorrow, the next day that will take you closer to that vision that you have in your head? Mm. And just write that down. I, I love I love the way that it's this small step stuff because it's it's proven again and again and it makes complete sense yeah. you know that that's the way that we should work. I always like to say that you know um, from small steps come giant strides. You know nice. I, I always talk about that because it, it's yeah. true. Um, Donna, you know I, honestly I could talk to you forever. I wish we had a lot longer, but I, I wanted to sort of just. I suppose I wanted this human conversation to talk about the fact that we're not all perfect. What was it you t- What was it you said to me a moment ago about we're all um, perfectly imperfect? We're perfectly imperfect. I absolutely love that. How cool is that? But we are, and I think you know we need to stop doing the comparisonitis stuff. We need mm-hmm. to stop looking at other women and thinking their lives are perfect. You know, Facebook's terrible for that, where you see all these perfect posts and families together and out doing this and that and the other and it can make you feel really crap but actually joy it is absolutely the thief of joy and you should aim in your life for progress not perfection yeah totally and and this is this is your journey i mean i posted something in my group my facebook group which is live it love it sell it for anyone who wants to join And and it was words along the lines, if you keep following other people's footsteps, then actually you'll just go on the same journey that they're on. And and that's not your journey. You know, we're all unique. So it's about just having this, this wholeness, isn't it? And, And looking at everything in that journey, not just your business and your success in, in the business side of things. It's everything, isn't it? Because if you're not fit to kind of travel that journey, yeah. You're not going to get anywhere, are you? You're going to crash and burn. So, and it's you know it's the old thing that's always in my head of when you're on a plane and you hit turbulence, they tell you to put your own life mask on first because if you don't give yourself oxygen, you can't help other people. Yeah. And anybody listening today, that will be the biggest thing for me. It isn't selfish to want to make sure that you are in balance. Yes. Yeah. It's a good thing. You will be more productive with everybody else if you do that for yourself. Totally. I totally agree. So um, on that note, how can people find you? I'm going to post some links in, obviously, to the podcast so people can see who you are and where you live and stuff. Not literally where you live, Donna. Literally where I live, right on the beach. I know. I'm very jealous about that. I'm not happy about the fact that you live on the beach, I have to tell you. But yeah, um, how how are we going to find you? What is it, a website that's the best or is there a Facebook social media place? Yeah, well, we're very excited. We are currently under, we've been undergoing a branding exercise. So the website's not live just yet. So I guess the best way to contact me for now would probably just be to drop us an email if we give you our, well, no, you've got our email address. Yeah, I'll put that on. Watch this space because in the next few weeks, all of the the new social media and all the new website and everything's going to be launched. So we're very, very excited about that. And it really is for us, as we said about that, giving people freedom from their stories and coming and finding out and help we can help you find what that story is you might not know it what you're good telling you <laughs> yeah that, that's so true and I think you know what you're going to be doing uh, is going to be really valuable really really valuable for us as 
as entrepreneurs, male and female, if the men want to step forward, come forward, guys. Because listen, I, I bet you have the same thoughts in so many ways as we do. It's just not that thing to kind of go out there how we do in the world, you know. But um, yeah, I'm very pro it, this being for all of us, not just women. Um, yeah. But I think if we can just get this balance right, if we can just give ourselves that, I yeah. think it would just make our life so amazing and so different to how it, it potentially is at the moment. I'm not saying my life's unhappy at all because it's not. And I love what I do in my business. Yeah. I should have done this years ago, but the time yeah. wasn't right. But I do know that I still have some work to do to get yeah. that balance. And actually, I also think it's ongoing work. I don't think it's just something that's going to happen and we'll all be okay. Is something we need to continue to practice uh, all the time through the journey. But I've absolutely loved talking about this subject because it's really important. I hope the listeners feel like this conversation was really worth listening to because um, we need to just be aware of it, I think, going forward. Just awareness, the consciousness of it is so important. As you said, this isn't about, God, I'm unhappy in my life. We're happy people, right? But it's Imagine what your life could be like three, six, nine, twelve months down the line to, if you brought in that balance, just how mm. much happier you could feel about it. And, and as you said, a part of what we do with people is um, is having that initial discovery session with them just to mm. understand what does that look like? Because as I said, they might not be ready for it, but we would help them understand that or help them understand actually we really think we could, the program would benefit you. So, because um, we know that you won't necessarily be able to get out of your own way enough to have that conversation in your own head. Yeah. You'll keep telling yourself all the self-perpetuating stuff. So we're there to kind of hold the mirror up and go, this is what we're saying. Do you agree? What do you want to do about it? Exactly. And that accountability piece is just priceless. We yeah. all need it. None of us are uh, so wonderful that we can go through life and just be self-accounting if there's such an even a phrase. I've just made that up. Yeah, we're like, let's use it. Let's use it. Yeah, let's go with it. We use it for the gym and personal trainers and all that stuff these days. You know, yeah. I've got a nutrition coach and all that, but people don't necessarily use it for a coach to help them with their actual, all their other stuff they've got going on, which is your life, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Get to a better place. We sort That's of, it. Yeah, we'll talk to our girlfriends or our boyfriends who generally just pat us on the back and have a couple with us and tell us not to worry and, you know, it'll all be all right tomorrow a lot of the time, yeah. right? But, <laughs> but you, you mentioned earlier, you know, again, this is the bit. You want people to be honest with you and yeah. your friends and your loved ones will, will, it's not that they're being dishonest, that they're just very kind to you and they love you and actually it's almost unconditional. So to yeah. them, you are lovely, you are perfect, you are okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but a coach is obviously honest, they work yeah. with integrity and that's yeah. where you, you know, you have that amazing connection then to be able to support you and give you that accountability. So, but yes, we could go on and talk forever. And I just, I've loved talking to you. This is why I feel like we've just known each other all our lives because we just chat for England, don't we, Donna? So. <laughs> yeah, this could be like a two hour podcast. Everybody's <laughs> be asleep and <laughs> and we'll still be chatting away really enjoying it so, yeah it was it was really great and i'll make sure your details are below so anyone listening just have a little look on soundcloud we're also on itunes now which is super exciting and if you liked this human conversation then give us a rating give us a rating drop us a comment it all helps for other women other men entrepreneurs 
to listen to these human conversations, which will be hugely, hugely helpful to them. It's a lonely job out here and having this podcast to just support you is where I want it to be. So thank you so much, Donna. Lots of love to you, my lovely. And guys, if you are listening and you want to join the Facebook group, it's live it, love it, sell it. Remember, everything I do is live it, love it, sell it live workshops all over the country check out eventbrite and also my book coming end of summer exciting (laughs) (laughs) thank you my darling i will speak to you very soon i know i will because you and i will continue talking and thank you everyone for listening again i've loved this podcast and this human conversation ta-da for now you've just been listening to the human conversation podcast with jules white If you enjoyed the show, please let her know on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Compassio Coaching.